0: Welcome to the North Shore Vineyard Church Audio Podcast. I'm Crispin Schroeder. Today on the podcast we have audio from our Sunday service on February 6, 2011, downtown Covington. Today we continue with a series we're in on the book of Philippians. The title of today's talk is A Day in the Life of Paul in Prison." Now, just to warn you, this is a little bit different than our typical teachings, so you'll probably pick that up as we go along. This is really more of a monologue from Paul's perspective based on Philippians 1, 12 through 14. So, thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at NorthShoreVineyard.org. Let's head over to the talk. That is so good. I, I I think this is like the best apple I've had in my entire life. This is this is just amazing. Just, just a second. Hmm. I'd offer you some, but you know what it's like to be hungry. I mean. Not just to, to, to miss a few snacks here and there, but do you know what it's like to go for, for weeks not knowing where your next meal's coming from? I mean, my, Ferris, my, my days as a Pharisee, I, I did a lot of fasting, and that was kind of by choice, and it had an end, but this stuff in a Roman prison, it's been, it's been kind of hard sometimes. You know, I, I actually got to the point recently where I was about to give up. I mean, I, I don't get it. You, you Roman guys, you know, you're so good at building your massive Roman roads and, and your palaces, and you have this massive legion of, of troops all over the world. But when it comes to prisons, you can't even feed the people? Come on. And by the way, for being the massive army of the world, uh, what's up with the skirts? Mm-hmm. Are we going for like a paintbrush motif on the head there? (laughs) You know, I was really starting to almost lose heart lately. Being here in this prison day after day, I I, I thought, man, I I don't know if any good thing is ever going to happen to me. And you know what happened today? I get a knock on the cell door, and it's Epaphroditus. My buddy from Philippi shows up, at the prison today and he's bringing this basket we got bread and wine and grapes and apples incredible that's the first thing like this that's happened to me in all the months I've been here I got to tell you as much as I enjoy the food it's 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 the meaning behind it that really lifts my spirits. because I think the worst thing about being here in prison it's not missing the meals that's tough it's not the sleeping conditions it's not the Roman guards it's just being alone being by yourself you know truth is when when you're down on your luck you find out who your real friends are and you know I haven't had many visitors Paphroditus shows up today with this basket of food and he tells me he's got this whole collection that the church in Philippi put together to take care of me as long as I'm here and I got to tell you that just fills me with so much joy. See, I've, I've got a lot of friends over the Mediterranean world, and I've even made a few friends here in prison. But when I look at the Philippian church, they really have my back. They're my partners in this. They've joined with me here. Paul told me, I mean, Epaphroditus told me that Stuff's not going so well back in Philippi. You know, when I started the church, it, it wasn't too tough to be a Christ follower. But now we got this nut job, Nero, who's the emperor now, and he's not a big fan of Christians. He tells me that the church in Philippi is starting to get persecuted left and right. Not only that, they're, they're facing a lot of problems in the midst of the community. And so I decided today that, you know, I think I might write a letter to the Philippian church. I mean, I don't think of myself as much of an author. Haven't ever written much. But lately, I've had a whole lot of time for writing and reflection. Actually, I heard recently one of these letters I wrote to this church in Galatia. Somebody told me that, that the letter I wrote, that they've been passing it around, that they've actually got people who are getting together to study my letter. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I doubt anybody's going to be reading these letters a couple hundred years from now, but, you know. But I just want to write a letter to the Philippians to tell them how thankful I am for everything they're doing right now. And I want to encourage them the way that they've encouraged me. And I want to tell them that no matter what they're facing right now, that they can find God's grace in the midst of it. Just the way I am. Now, no doubt... I probably look like the most foolish, most weak person on the planet. I mean, the big Apostle Paul, the one who planted all those churches around the Mediterranean, and now here I am, stuck in jail. The very Apostle Paul who was delivered from shipwrecks and stonings, and time after time, and here I am, no one to save me. And I'm sure there's those in Rome who are thinking that this is the end of this little movement called Christianity. Well, I want to tell you something about strength. I want to tell you something about true strength. See, Rome, they pride themselves on their strength and might. They pride themselves on being an empire that crushes people. But you know what the strength of Rome is? The strength of Rome is coming into an area, subjugating the people at the end of a sword, making them bow their knee and say that Caesar is Lord and Savior, and if they don't, they face execution. Christ followers, on the other hand, like the ones in Philippi, they don't follow Jesus because they're forced to. They don't follow Jesus because there's big houses, because it's a lavish existence ahead. They follow Jesus because they've encountered his grace, and they're never going to be the same. See, I've talked to one or two Roman soldiers in recent days, and you know why they're Roman soldiers? They're Roman soldiers... Because they get a paycheck. They're Roman soldiers because they're intimidated into serving, because they're promised lands. Well, you take away that money, you take away the threats, and you're gonna take away the followers of Rome because you don't have their hearts. Christ followers, on the other hand, follow Jesus not because we're forced to, not because there's promises of riches and wealth, but because we have encountered the very grace of God, and we can never go back. So you tell me, what is true strength? Is it the might of Rome, or is it the grace of Christ? It wasn't too long ago when I found in my own situation, my own imprisonment, even back in Philippi, where I saw God show up in major ways and deliver me. I don't know if you guys remember the story, but it was right after I had introduced the gospel to that first group of Philippians and they responded with all their hearts. And I was going around Philippi and I was telling people about Jesus left and right and then all of a sudden this servant girl who is uh, a bit of a fortune teller comes up and she starts following us for days and just kind of irritating the crud out of us. And so finally, I just cast the demon out of the girl, and, well, their fortune-telling business was over with. I didn't realize that would end me up in jail. But that night when I'm in jail, I, was, uh, I just began to sing praises to God in the midst of the darkness with only the sound of chains to rattle as musical instruments. And right in that place, God showed up. And all the prison doors swung wide open, the truth is, it was kind of a scary moment for the Philippian jailer because he knew if the prisoners escaped, he knew it was his head that was going to roll. He knew that his supervisors would see him executed. But we yelled out. We said, no, it's okay. It's okay. We're all here. That night, we introduced him to Jesus, and he became a Christ follower too, him and his whole family. You know, there's times here when I'm in jail where I think, God, you delivered me back then with massive miracles. You've saved me from being bit by a snake. You've saved me from shipwrecks. You've saved me from even being stoned by people and run out of town. Why don't you show up that way right now? Why do I continue to be here? I've got to tell you, I struggle with that. But you know, I've made up my mind that whether or not I get delivered, whether or not uh, I, I end up making it out of here and getting to go see Philippi again, which I long to do, by the way, whether or not I'm going to stay true to the message of Christ. See, I understand something about this Roman idea of trying to bully people into what you believe, trying to get them to submit. I understand that. I know what you guys are up to because I lived the same kind of life before I met Christ. See, I used to be the worst of them. I used to take so much delight in persecuting these guys called Christians. I used to love breaking up their families. I used to love seeing people get killed for following Christ. But you know, I made the same mistake that I think Rome is making now. I thought that I could squash out these Christians, but every time you squash them, they just multiply. What do we do with this God who loves his enemies. See, on my way to persecuting some Christians, on my way to to separate families and see people arrested and imprisoned, I actually bumped into Jesus himself. Have you ever had a moment in your life where all of a sudden everything you'd believed up to that point is in question, where all of a sudden you believe, you, you, you realize that everything you would believed up to that point in your life, everything you've lived your life around, was wrong. That's the moment I had out on the highway to Damascus that day. In an instant, I realized the very one that I hated, the very one that I had persecuted, the very one whose followers I wanted dead, he was the very son of God And I got to tell you, that was the most terrifying moment I've ever had in my entire life to this day. Because when I realized how wrong I was, I realized how deserving of death and wrath and revenge that I was. I I realized that I deserved the worst kind of death at that moment for everything I'd done to Jesus and his followers. But you know what I received instead of the wrath of God, instead of the anger of God, you know what I received? I received a welcome of grace into the kingdom. The same grace that Jesus showed on the cross to the very ones who were crucifying him. When he prayed, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they do. And I gotta tell you, that has done something in my heart that no threats or intimidation could ever do because they can only get to the outside. It changed me on the inside and I'm absolutely ruined. I can't go back to anything else. So, many may think that this is the end here in Rome. They may think that that this is the end of old Paul. This is the end of Christianity. But i got to tell you, this is only the beginning. This movement of grace and peace, this movement of the kingdom of God, will go forward beyond this cell and into the rest of the world. See, uh, this letter I'm writing to the, uh, to the Philippians, I'm, I'm going to tell them some of the praise reports of what's been going on in prison. See, the craziest things happening. You would think that this would be the most desperate of situations, but you know what I'm actually seeing? I'm actually beginning to see God showing up on a daily basis. See, all these guards around here, this, uh, keep in mind, this is the Praetorian. This is Caesar's elite guard. these guards know why I'm here they know I'm not here for stealing I'm not here for lawlessness I'm simply here because I wouldn't bend my knee to Caesar because I serve a different king and they see the joy and they see the grace upon my life day after day no matter what they do to me and you know what's crazy these very soldiers some of them come come aside and they say hey Paul Uh, Look, uh, I wonder if if you wouldn't mind sharing about this Jesus with me. And they ask me, Do you think Jesus has room for me in his kingdom? And I tell them, yes. Crazy thing is, there's begun to be many soldiers who become Christ followers. We actually got a Bible study going on every Tuesday night. Don't tell Nero. (laughs) See, the very thing that Rome's trying to do to snuff out the gospel, it's actually working for the furtherance of the gospel. The very end that Caesar is trying to bring to Christianity is actually working for it to touch others. You know, I've actually heard reports lately that the Christians in Rome talk about persecution. These guys are the most persecuted group of people on the planet. But they're hearing the reports of what's going on on the inside. And it's strengthening them in their faith. They know that whatever they're facing, if God can meet me here in the midst of my chains, in the midst of my hunger, in the midst of my isolation, in the midst of this cold, hard prison cell, then God can meet them no matter what they may be facing. And I tell you, if I can communicate anything to the Philippian church, I want to tell them that. See, our God's not the God that meets you in some temple. Our God's not the God of wealth and power. Our God is the God who is near to the broken. He's near to the weak. He's close to those with broken hearts, those who got nothing to offer in return. You want to find our God, don't go look for him in the temple. Look for him in the midst of your trials and your struggles because they're you'll find grace and peace. So the truth is, I'm not sure how long I'm going to be here. Maybe I'll get delivered by some miracle. That would be great. Maybe I'll be here years. Or maybe I'll face my death. But whatever, I'm not going to give up on this message. I can't. I can't shut up. I can't keep it in me any longer. The message of grace and peace of Jesus, our Master. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. peace. Uh, that's the message for today. So, uh, if, if you'd like the Apostle Paul to pray for you, uh, <laughs> it, it did feel awkward praying for people last service. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, <laughs> go do it on the street. <laughs> You know, my daughter actually, this week, she she had a thing on Greek mythology at her school. She had to come up with a myth, and I was threatening to show up. She had to get dressed in a Greek outfit, and I was threatening to show up to to listen to her in in this, but... uh